Hello and welcome to a podcast called A Space for Oddities. And this year, this me, this me person talking, I'm Katie, and this week I am the teacher. Uh, my name is Vincent, I am uh, a student today. Um, I'm a little bit similar in the past, so I'm not really going to pronounce my words properly. I'm talking with a penguin. He's uh, been replaced with a penguin with a quiff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, penguins talk like uh, that. I only have a rudimentary understanding of vowels, so I don't quite pronounce them correctly. Uh, a Mancunian penguin with a yeah. little parker jacket on. That's nice. Isn't that nice, that picture? <laughs> right. Well, speaking of pictures. Pictures, mind... Okay. Words, colour, noises. This is going to be a good linking, isn't it? This is is how I link things together by just saying the words noises, words, colour, things. Because today, folks, hey, as you'll you'll know, you know what it's called. It's blooming turned up on Spotify title, but it's called synesthesia. 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 So we're sort of saying sin, and it almost looks like a bit like aesthetic, but it isn't. It's like seizure, and it's synesthesia. It's it's a sin. To see an ass and have a seizure. It's a sin. Ba, 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 ba. This is what the Pet Shop Boys were singing about. Synesthesia. I bet that you could do some good synesthesia with Pet Shop Boys. But what is synesthesia? I hear you cry. I hear you cry. I, I, I do hear cry. You cry. It's a really fancy name mm-hmm. for uh, when you experience one of your senses through the stimulation of another. Oh, okay. So, for example, words may have colour mm-hmm. in your mind's eye or sounds may have tastes. So Ooh. the word synesthesia has Greek roots, oh, translating to perceive together. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Syn as in synchronise, seizure, or seizure, as a, um, like, anesthesia, mm. you know, like it's, um, mm. yeah. Um, I, don't know that, I don't know how to break down that etymology any Etymology further. corner over here. Like etymology it. corner. Etymology corner. Come and, and learn how words work. Synesthesia is as old as humans. Oh. Uh, and the Pythagoreans... Wait, 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 wait. Of course it is. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't have evidence that, like, dolphins feel it. No. So, like, of course it's as old as humans. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it's... you know, kind of got me there, and I was like, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's old as humans, mate. It's a, it's a human thing, old as, old as humans. I'm going to put that in a hat. Old as humans. The Pythagor- Py- Pythagoreans. The Pythagoreans. The Pythagor... Uh, Presbyterians, no, no. Uh, anyway, some old dudes said, uh, <laughs> the eyes are made for astronomy, the ears for harmony, and these are sister sciences. Mm. Right. The eyes are for astronomy. That, I mean, that's nice, isn't it? The, like, the eyes are for looking out beyond our world. That's a very introspective way of... Because yeah. of, like, I would say, like, if I was going to say the most intelligent thing I could say, I would say the eyes are for reading, because I think that's where... That at least the best amount of our knowledge comes from. Mm. But they're looking up at the stars and they're like, ooh. Ooh, the tales of the Scorpio battling fiercely against the crab. Wonderful. But yeah, we're mixing things up. Spoiler alert, we're going to have a little interactive section Oh, quite soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, just get yourself a little pen. Start when you listen. Now you're listening. You know, get yourself a pen and paper if you can, if you're knocking a boot. While, while I'm just finishing off this introduction, get some stuff together, including you, Vincent. Um, um, pencil. Oh, I have you... a pencil, and uh, I now oh. for audio samples. Look at that! Oh, whistle, whistle! I have a, I have an envelope that I've written the word "test" on twice. Test, test. Well, now this is a test. Brilliant. 
I'm ready. Right, he's ready. I'm ready. Right, it's not happening just yet, oh. but you're ready. I'm, re- I'm ready I'm, when it does I'm, happen. You're ready now. Um, it can happen between two or even more if you're really like, whoa, major synesthesia um, senses and in any combination, you know, there's, uh, but there are more common varieties. Mm-hmm. So like some, some a bit. So one of the most common ones is seeing letters, numbers or sounds as colours and shapes. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I feel. Mm-hmm. I relate to. So this is why I sort of picked this because it's something that's interested me through the years. Um, so it's quite enjoyable. Yeah. And that's, you know... Can you give me some context? Like, is there a particular letter that comes up when you hear a certain sound or a colour or... Yeah, I suppose... Um, okay. Um, just hit me with a random word, letter or number or sound. Okay. Sound. <coughs> oh, that was like yellow triangles. Really? Yeah. Like that it sort of composes in your head? Yeah, like you know, like the mind's eye. I mean I mean this 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 tub bike actually is really interesting because it brings up I think we've already talked about this in the pon- podcast, but anphantasia where people ah, don't have the mind's eye. That's so I struggle with that. Yes. Oh, sorry, I knocked the microphone. Um so I can picture things with my eyes open if I space out, but if I close my eyes, I can't picture a thing, it's just black. Mm. There you go. So you can experience synesthesia without having the mind's eye. So you can like experience like touch mm-hmm. and feel and almost like one quite rare type of synesthesia is like mirror touch, mirror kinetic or something. And if you see somebody touching their elbow, you feel something touching oh, your elbow. a little bit like when you see like uh, loads of ants on the TV and you're like, oh my God, there's ants on the Yeah, floor. you feel a litchy all of a sudden. Yeah, 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 yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, we, we've got sort of projective synesthesia where it's you're seeing the colours or forms or shapes mm-hmm. when stimulated by something. So it could, that could be noise, that could be taste, whatever. And then there's associative synesthesia, which is like a powerful involuntary connection between a stimulus and the sense that it then triggers. Right, okay. So there's almost like a, a, a sort of, oh, I see things when something happens and then also a, oh, I feel something when something else happens. Mm. So I've I've um I've done a few paintings at home which are in reaction to jazz playing. Mm. But I don't I'm not painting what I'm seeing. I'm sort of just sort of following the movements of the sound. Mm. Is that synesthesia or is that just influence? I think um you know in some context if you're literally just if it's going do 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 and you're literally just hitting the paintbrush in time with the beat I would say that's more like dancing. Mm-hmm. But if you're starting to f- feel the music within you. It's quite an abstract thing. It's quite a strange concept, but like if it's going, oh, and your brush is going up the page, Mm. I would say that's a form of, yeah, that synesthesia of going, oh, it's going up and and, and I'm visualising things going upwards up the page like that. I I tell you one thing. I don't have, I don't think I've experienced this very much, but um, I've heard a lot, especially through hip hop, that... um, People enjoy music a lot more when high, mm. uh, and I have a few times partaken in uh, the a, devil's a tank- cabbage. Yeah, I you have, naughty boy. I have partaken uh, in a deal with the devil. The devil. The devil. That's, it's the devil's that's high just cousin. The cool cousin. I'm yeah. the devil. I, uh, I dibble dabble. I'm the devil. I I ate <laughs> it in um, a cake based form. Um, it sounds like a confessional to the priest. This yeah, day or even like a, a politician. I didn't know it was a party. Um, I, I promise. Um, but I have then gone. Okay, I'm now a little bit sozzled. 
And I think I'm going to put on some music that I like and yeah. see how it feels. Oh, man. Uh, I listened to one of my favorite albums, which is called Yes Sir Whatever by yeah. Quasimodo. Mm. Uh, and it's a hip hop record. And oh, man, I have never enjoyed that album so much. <laughs> I was just sat on my own with headphones on just like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, it, def- it definitely does help. And I feel like... You know, if, if you want to be like, oh, yeah, man. But, you know, opening that third door in your mind through uh, some sort of um, funky cabbage, you know, that's going to happen. Or even a funky mushroom. The funky, mu- not the funky that gibbon. Not that I've partaken in uh, funky mushrooms. I like the concept. Yes. I am fearful of the results. The fearful of the results. Well, just and stick with some cabbage. For well, that's, that's what it is, because I know that mindset with uh, any kind of psychedelic is a big deal. You've you got to go into it feeling good. Mm-hmm. If you go into it nervous, yeah. Tell you what, um, I've been watching the Andy Warhol documentary series at the minute on BBC with a pal. Oh, I been, didn't even another one. Oh, it's on. fantastic does it cover the david bowie track where he disses him i don't know it's not yet i've only seen two of three but there's a segment with the velvet underground and me and my pal we were partaking of the cabbage yes uh and you were making a lovely uh roast dinner with uh, the cabbage <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a steamed broth stew yeah yeah it makes sense it was really wholesome and nourishing uh but the segment with velvet underground it was so intense it was a bit mm. stressful because they were playing it uh, like this psychology gig, it was a whole con- whole thing. Right. But it was so intense, and I was like, ah, oh, oh, I need to like, ah. Oh. But anyway, synesthesia. Let's heighten <laughs> yeah. our senses. Let's let's get back Wonderful. to synesthesia. And it's like major, major, major in the artistic creative world. So that's why I've, I've thought, oh, that'd be nice for special yeah, oddities. I, I feel a little bit left out with my amphantasia that I I struggle to picture things mm. because I know it's a big part of people's creative process, and somehow I must be able to do it because. I, I have concepts that stay in my head for a long time, especially for like branding or logos. Mm. And I and I work on them and develop them and I think about it. And I, I'm seeing it whilst I'm working on it. But if I close my eyes, I'd never be able to picture it. No. So I, I worry that I'm missing out on some great synesthesia. Well, let's try a few different ones and okay. see. You Maybe you've not realised one of the things that you experience in your day-to-day life is a form of synesthesia. I think I think I'm a person that doesn't give a lot of time for relaxing. I always like to be on the go on the mm. doing something. So I've not been given many opportunities by myself to stop and recognize exactly. oh I'm feeling the color blue at the moment. Yeah, I think I think what I've found is uh, I I think I talked about this quite recently as well is is my meditation practice and how it sort of connection from my mind to my body and being present and thinking about how my brain works. Mm-hmm. So this is why maybe I've sort of got more heightened sense of it because yeah, that makes I like sense. to be more conscious about yeah, it. Yeah. I just find it enjoyable. So we're going to do, this is interactive section. A, oh, here we go. It's the interactive test section. Have you got synesthesia? Let's find out. So oh, I'm wow, going to show. Wow, you really squeeze those syllables really, in. What shape is that? It's like, um... Do you know the Pokemon Tangler? Yes. It's like that. Yes, yes, like yes. Lots yes. of scribbles all over one Oh, my another. God. Maybe you've got pokey synesthesia. <laughs> That'd mean, be so the good. The amount I love that as a child, it's likely. It's likely. We've still not done our swapsies yet. I've no, we swapsies. haven't, have we? No, my, uh, I won't forget. I suspect that my mum once gave all my Pokemon cards oh. away. <gasps> I know. Evil. Um, so we've got. I'm going to show Vinny two shapes, but I'll describe them first for you, the listener. I'll pop it on the Instagram. I suppose what it is. The Instagram! So we've got two sort of wobbly shapes, and one of them is super pointy. There's like, ooh, seven points. Mm-hmm. And they're all different sort of sizes of points coming from this centre. 
And another shape is really squiggly. There's all round edges. There's probably, again, seven uh, sort of exterior nodes on a circle, but it's all rounded. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you, which shape would you call booba and which shape oh, would you call kiki? It's a I, very famous... I know this. It's a very famous test. Well, mm, it, I'm trying not to lean into my semiotics here mm. because onomatopoeic is sharp and mm. pointy like shape one. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you'll put them in the order I can see them here on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So I would call shape one kiki because it k- k- and I call booba because it's ooh and rounded. Ooh, so I would say ki ki is shape one and booba is shape two. Yeah, that's synesthesia, baby. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it quite. I think it's something that I think all humans would experience this one. I think it's been tested and there's like a ninety nine point nine percent sort of people saying. Yeah, that's obviously Kiki and that's obviously Booba. Well, Duh. I encountered this when I was doing my... Um, oh, God, what do you call the main essay that you do in third year? Dissertation. Dissertation. <laughs> I, when I was doing my dissertation, I did it on intermediality, mm. which is the uh, study of why records look a certain way depending on the sound, why there a metal record looks like a metal record, um, why a pop record looks like a pop record. There you and then, go. second to that, the, the outliers that changed it around, like Throbbing Gristle, mm. um, they've got... Um, they're like a sort of weird soundscape kind of artist, but they've got an album cover of some people in some nice knit wear uh, on the yeah, cliffs yeah. of Dover. And it's called like 20 Great Jazz Hits because mm. they were purposely messing with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I came in into that because um, the onomatopoeia of visuals, uh, they, w- they were trying to relate that and it mm. didn't make sense because onomatopoeic things are sound. Mm. So they used the term intermediality. Mm. There you go. Look at that. You, you've got it. You've got yeah. it, baby. You've Don't worry, dude. You've I got, got the booba and the kiki. I got the boobers and the kiki and the intermediality. There you go. <laughs> There's a little wrap. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a few, quickly just a few things and yeah. then I'm going to come back to them at the end. And the test is if you have the same reaction oh, to okay. these things at the end. So if they correlate, we'll get where you're sort of going, oh, right, okay, that's showing something here. And if they don't correlate, I'm sorry, you're a boring robot person. Oh, I was very looking forward to I being a human. I am a human. Jeez, that's so real. what we're going to do first is, so I'm going to ask you, Vinny, to, oh, at the minute, Vinny is spilling beer. Copiously, I have spilled the beer, master. Has, I am robot. I do not know when to finish pouring. Have I failed life's purpose? Yes. Oh, you have done same. Oh, fucking cunt. Is this amateur hour? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the, the, the pretend pub yet. Oh, my no. goodness. I will, uh, I will return. Back Awful. at the desk. Right, back to science. Yes. Very serious science podcast. Yes. Let me is. just slip some beer first. Oh, yes. Let's wet our whistle after that drama. That was um, 80% head. Mm. Like, yeah. like, um, like a gold digger's relationship. Eight <laughs> percent. If I was a gold digger, I'd expect a much higher percentage. The the the, the gold diggie. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you know, if I'm a gold digger, I ain't messing with the book. Um, I would expect <laughs> a good. That was a quick diversion away from racism. Uh, I did that on purpose. Um, thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'd expect to be giving it loads if I was taking a man for just his money. Yeah. I'd, you know, but. 
Um, that's that's my personal opinion. Um, grapheme. I think this is how you spell it. Graph E M E. Grapheme. <laughs> For you spelling fans, uh, color synesthesia. So this is one of the big big boys. So Vinny, I'm going to say. Um, I think I've said this if you point it. I don't. I don't want you to say this out loud right. because I don't want the listeners to be influenced. So we're going to come oh, go over both of our reactions at the end. So so you're going to say something now. Yeah. And do, do you, I need to write it? You need to write it, but okay. not say it. Okay. Right. Yes. So I want you to write either color and or shape. It's up to you whether you want to do colour. Colour and or shape. Yeah. Okay. 62. And I'm, one, and I'm going to go quite quickly because I'm after gut instinct here. Sometimes if you overthink it. 783. 783. 783. The letter G for grandma. The letter X for x-ray the letter o for orangutan now i want you to picture a grandma uh, giving an x-ray to an orangutan that's just for fun how do i operate this dearie you have to wear this special bulletproof vest when you're giving an x-ray so you orangutans orangutans you know they have to wear bulletproof vests yeah 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 otherwise their massive hairy nips um get taffled up in their toes <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> As this orangutan yeah. becomes the most engorged nipple. You're going to need your pen and paper. Don't put it oh, away, oh, pal. Because oh, 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 now okay. we're going to go into chromosphere, which oh is gosh. sounds into colour. So again, just write down the reaction. Um, um, colour, shape, whatever. Whatever comes to mind. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make a few noises. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. There you go. I had to get some yodeling back into season two. I I thought that might be coming back at some point. It has to. It has to. It's in my contract. It's in my... <laughs> the contract that you wrote yourself and signed yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it framed up in my um, office that I don't have. Thou must yodel. Yeah. Right, we're going to do lexical gusta- gustatory synesthesia. Custard creams. Custard creams. We're going to have, well, yes. How, wait, how many more of these are there? I'm, I'm running out of envelope space This is This quickly. is the last section. Okay, all right. Uh, and then we've got a little bonus round, but this okay. is the last main one. Okay. So this is where words taste like things. So this is quite another, quite a common oh, one. Oh, so should I should I leave out the beer for the time being? I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Cleanse, I don't want to cle- cle- cleanse the palate. Cleanse I've got the nothing palate. in here to cleanse the palate. Uh, with. Just just produce some saliva and then swallow it. Mm. Mm, that would be nice for audio listeners, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay. Derek. And I've got to write down what I taste. Yeah, yeah. If you taste anything at all. Derek. I don't think I'm actually tasting things here. I'm just writing what it reminds me of. Is that wrong? That's fine. We'll see. We'll see in the results round. That's totally chill. It's your response. It's personal. Cellador. Cellador. And am I, am I supposed to be having like a, a taste right now? Like, yes. like as if as if I had just eaten something. Or maybe you, when I say the word cellador, 
you feel a tickle or an itch, or maybe you sort of, when I say the word cellar door, maybe you imagine uh, a horse. Maybe when I say the cellar door, you can smell burning toast. I don't know. Right. Don't smell burning toast. That's not a good sign. It's it's how you feel. Does the cellar door, when you hear words, oof, what's happening? What's so, happening, baby? So should I write down if I'm seeing something or just taste? Try see. Yeah, if you see something, if, if, I, if something's sight is coming to you. I think, unfortunately, I just saw the literal thing. Uh the cellar door. Yeah. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Does that taste of anything? Now, uh, there's a whole bunch of physical synesthesias, but we can't test that through the power of the audio. Hmm. So we'll save that for another day in time. Maybe we'll have a Space Rodities con and we'll do, you know, a big event like that. But we're going to give you, I'm going to hit you with a bonus, Brucey bonus round. Okay. The spatial sequence synesthesia. Oh my gosh. So this is where we're going <laughs> to look at how do months and time sit in a particular space in relation to yourself. So the question I'm going to ask you is, you're in uh, the middle of outer space, you're floating about, there's debris flying around, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pluck you from this mortal realm and mm-hmm. place you into a psychedelic, abstract, conceptual space, and I'm going to put you inside time inside a giant clock. Right. Where do you see yourself inside this giant clock? So do you want me to answer this or write it down? Write it down. We'll explore this later. Um, Are you moving around this clock? Are you spinning? Are you rotating? Are you in a particular point in the clock? Can you see the clock in a different way? How are you imagining being within time, within this huge, giant, pretend clock of yours? Okay, I've got an answer. Yeah, okay, nice, nice. It's nice just to stretch the imagination now and again. I'm a little bit worried that I might be a bit broken. Um, you might be a bit broken. Yeah, I, I was kind of conjuring things when you were saying them. I wasn't having an initial reaction. Ah, uh, yes. I, oh, was, okay. I was more forming things based on my knowledge of such thing mm. rather than the initial reaction yes. of synesthesia. It's hard to, I think as, as humans, you can't not, relate something mm-hmm. to something else. So when I say the word cellar door, you might think of that really creepy cellar door in that horror movie you want, once watched that you're now traumatised by. Or if I say the name Derek, you might think, oh, that's my dad's name, so that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, there was only one that I had a really strong response with, uh, and I think it's just because of the the way the sound was. Mm. Um We'll explain it at the end. Yeah, okay, that's interesting, yeah. And I think with synesthesia is that uh, a lot of people find it, myself included, that it it starts in childhood. For as long as you're aware of things, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're very likely to be experiencing it in childhood. Can I, can I explain one thing from childhood which still plagues me today? Yeah. The Beatles have a song called Tomorrow Never Knows. Mm. Um, my dad's a huge Beatles fan. Mm. And in the middle of the track, they've got these sort of... Indian sounds that sound almost reversed and like oh yes Um, yeah 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 yeah. and that song used to scare the shite out of me yeah even today when I hear it if it catches me off guard Mm. I genuinely go oh like I'm genuinely like sort of almost childishly frightened of it yeah um and there is no other song that scares Mm. me um to the best of my knowledge um I know that one Crystal Castle song makes me irrationally angry yeah, I can see that. They're quite a pointy uh, band. Mm. 
very pointy. No, I think a lot of fear and a lot of reactions come from childhood. I watched, for some ungodly reason, I ended up watching this programme about people who spontaneously combust as a child. And now I've, I'm sort of quite anxious when it comes to fi- fire safety. But Do you know what I mean? But, but you can't really control spontaneous combustion. That's the point. It's well, spontaneous. Well, I think, you know, it's you can encourage it. planned combustion. I think you can, <laughs> if you put on a load of hairspray and then light up a fag in a pretzel station, it's... Yeah. You, you sort of... But is that, is that spontaneous combustion? Well, or is that cause there's, a lot, there's a lot of theories about spontaneous combustion. Mm-hmm. But it's safe to say that I and then there was another time the fire people came the fire people they, the fire people the fire people getting down with the fireheads <laughs> they were like flames from from uh, labyrinth yeah 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 hey, yeah look lady the fire people the fire people came and no what was it on video anyway I have this very vivid memory of watching a pig be sat on fire and burn and crackle Jesus and Christ. be told that's what humans do were when you just at a wedding fire. at a hog roast oh bug I did go to that medieval feast. Mm. <laughs> Here, here! All enjoy this bountiful hog! I tell you what, I tell you what, one other, just, you know, as an extra diversion of yeah. childhood weird psychology is that I still get it now, now and again, is Alice in Wonderland syndrome, it's called. Okay. So it happens mostly. <gasps> I think I know this where you feel massive. Oh, well, I find that I find when I'm laying in bed yeah. and I'm just about drifting off or I'm just like, you know, having a little read or looking at my phone and I'm just drifting off. Or I'm really tired and I'm just struggling up. And then all of a sudden, like different body parts feel tiny. Yeah. I don't feel massive. I feel like different parts. So it's like my lips feel like tiny little doll plastic lips or my hands feel like tiny little plastic doll hands or my legs or my feet. I often get that intermingled with the feeling of spinning. Mm. You know, sometimes when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, But sometimes yeah. it just starts and I feel like I'm absolutely enormous. Not just parts of my body, but it just feels like I am a colossal being. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Being. You should put that on your Instagram <laughs> as your bio. I am a colossal human being. We, we may have discussed this very recently because I suspect we have, but I also used to hear voices. Mm. Uh, when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and I think that that could be something to do with this. I used to associate the idea of being asleep with wanting to continue conversations and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I heard people telling me that there was crocodiles underneath my bed. Was it Crocodiles Dundee? Was... Oh, God, no. It was more of a, a screaming woman in Oh, terror. my gosh. Yeah. So I wish it was crocodile. That would be a lot more jovial. That would, yeah, that would that would have been a good punchline if I said, yeah, it was actually. <laughs> and you go, that's not a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would have been good. Right. Well, us creative um, brain weirdos. Yes. Let's move on to more wonderful, creative, lovely people. Lovely. So I'm gonna st- we're gonna just cover a few. I mean, examples of it in art. So many numerous and so many various. I'm just going to highlight a few of my personal favourites. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, Gordon Ben. I think probably most creatives have explored this at some point more to another. But one of my favourite ones is, and I've probably harped on about this, but it's one of Jim Henson's early, early, early works. And in fact, actually, at the end of the video, it zooms out from what I'm going to describe uh, to Jim Henson as probably like, I don't know, early 20s. Yeah. Oh, he's so clean. It's a, it's a very sort of... Messy studio at the end, mm. isn't it? And, and it's like clean shaven. Oh, he's got that youthful glow. So it's like when, as a student, he was like super experimental. He wasn't always like children's entertainer with puppets. He was like he was trying all sorts. Yeah, when it when when you sent me this as like a warm up for this recording, yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware it was him at the end. I thought this was someone recreating something in a Jim Henson style. Ah. 
I didn't realise it was him because, of course, I, my legacy and knowledge of him is puppetry. Yeah. Not a uh, stop motion animation. Yeah. And it, this is a great example of synesthesia. It's called, if you just Google on YouTube, Google on YouTube, search on YouTube. That's such <laughs> a boomer sentence. Um, search for YouTube, Jim Henson, drums west. Drums, bum, 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 west. Over there. Who's the Who's the drummer? Do you know? Um, no. There's an introduction at the start, I can but tell I forgot the name. I can tell you. You can tell let's, me. Let's go. Right. Well, YouTube, it, the, don't the play. The start of the, uh, of the intro is silent for about 15 seconds, so you shouldn't get any this pick up true. on the mic. Um, animation uh, on homage, Chico Hamilton. Chico Hamilton. And I don't know Chico Hamilton. 61. Wow. Um, yes, it's in French in the description. On homage à un batteur de jazz, Chico Hamilton. I've done really offensive accents. Yeah, I like I like that the French people don't say Hamilton for some reason. Hamilton. Hamilton. Well, we don't pronounce uh, consonants at the start of words, and we don't pronounce consonants at the end of words with the French. Right. Most of the time. In the tour. And it's just a beautiful, and it's, you know, as Vin says, it's just like a little jazzy drum piece. It's like, ta 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 It's like that. It's very, um, it's very much a drum fill or a drum solo from the bebop sound. So if you if you know much about jazz, it's sort of a... It's very much broken up. It's like... Here's mm. a little piece. Break it up with like a, a hit on a mm. hit on a low Ooh, tom. Here you go. Ooh. And what Jim Henson has translated that through is the this like almost like fireworks. This stop motion. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, it's like these explosions of color and shape. Do you know? Do you know time. what? It, do you know what it reminded me of? Which is quite a modern culture reference. Mm. <laughs> I'm really embarrassed to say this. Have you watched Ratatouille? Oh my God, Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, Vinny. I'm scrolling down on my notes here. <laughs> the scene where he mixes a cheese and a strawberry. <laughs> it's, it's famous. And I was speaking to Palaman uh, not so long ago, actually about synesthesia and, and fantasia. And anecdotally, this is quite interesting. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but um, she doesn't have a mind's eye, but she has very vivid dreams. Oh, that's exactly the same as me. Yeah, so she's, it's really interesting. Uh, and she actually mentioned when we were talking about synesthesia because she did uh, animation. I think she listens to the podcast. Hello, 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 hello unnamed woman. Hello, Emma. Hello, Emma. Um, <laughs> she actually mentioned the ratatouille sequence of um, we may as well cover it now. So it's a rat eating like a strawberry, and he sees colour and shape, and then he eats some cheese, and he sees different colours and shapes, and then he eats both, and it's all oh, oh, loads of colours and shapes because she did animation, and that was like the gold standard of great. Modern animation. Apparently. Oh, really? It was like used as a as an example of like really cool um, a way, animation. A way to like produce an emotion through visual animation. Yeah, or um, just to show, like, wow, how how is this character experiencing? So you can you can show a rat eating a piece of cheese and enjoying it, and you go, oh, that rat's enjoying that cheese. But you show <laughs> it with a load of colours and shapes and harmony with taste. And you go, whoa, mate, yeah. that well, I mean, really enjoying it. Without knowing that's made an impact on me. Um, they did another film recently called Soul, which was oh, about a jazz musician. I loved and Soul. that's got a section where he gets lost in the music and he's getting all these things mm. come up in it. Yeah, it was great. I thought Soul was one of the best recent yes, ones. Yes, I agree. I really liked Soul. I, I liked the recent crying. one. Um, and 
Encanto. Encanto. Oh, yeah. I'm that not seeing cool. that. Is that good, that one? Yeah, one of the lead characters is like a buff woman. Yeah, and yeah. And it is great. I'm like, yeah. Have you seen that um, picture? Of, and it's about, it's like, this is why representation matters. And there's like a little girl who looks exactly like the main character of Encanto. Uh, and she's just absolutely grinning because like, it's like, oh my God, that's me in a film. Like, it's, representation it's just, matters. It's, it's just really so nice cute. to see a branching out of narrative. I think... When I was younger, I wasn't bothered with Disney because, like, oh, wow, another princess in a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. But now, like, they're really branching out. We're seeing, I'm seeing things from cultures that I have no experience mm. of, such as Colombia, which is what Encanto is. Mm. It's like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah. I get to see pattern work and I get to see the landscape. And it's like, ah, yes, yes. Like, this is what I wanted There's from the animation. More, yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm going to segue straight into another Disney film. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We, we've got this down to a Sorry tea. if I've ruined your like sort of structure of research. No, here. I think this is, a, this is a better structure like this. I'm going to talk about Fantasia. Which, As in the classic. The classic, Stone Cold classic, 1940 Disney film. And, you know, there's quite the most, probably the most famous sequences, like when he's trying to mop up and all the bloody things and magic and moving about. But at the start of Fantasia, we have prime synesthesia of translating music into shape and colour. Okay. Prime. I will show you a little screenshot. Um, Vin Dog. Mm. That's like a little taster it's, of it. It almost looks like... If you were flying a plane really quickly and closely to like a crop field mm. and then you take a sharp right and your <laughs> your view of it skews. Or maybe even like, um, you know, the agitation you get when you pluck a guitar string and if you yes. look at it really closely, it looks like it's bending massively. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing how many different ways you can turn it. Do you know what? It. I can hear that. Mm. I can hear a double bass going boom, 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 boom. Mate, mate, synesthesia, synesthesia, synesthesia. Cooler. <laughs> cool. I think that's a really good... I mean, even if you just watch the first 10, 15 minutes of Fantasia, you really get a really good grasp of translating sound to music and it could be super immersive. Get your devil cabbage out, really sit down and surround yourself in this experience and you really feel it. It is, it is famously like a, a thing to watch when high, isn't it? You sort of, you think you put on like Pink Floyd's um, On the Bloody Diamonds or whatever it's called. What's it called again? Shine on your crazy diamond? No, the one with the pyramid. The yes. Right. <laughs> I was thinking the pyramid was a diamond. Oh, so they've got a song about Sid Barrett which is called mm. Shine on your crazy diamond. So I thought that's where you were going. No, this beer is very strong. I, uh, I was really blown away the first time I heard that album. Yeah. Um, my friend uh, James got me into record collecting in mm. first year of uni and I went home to my dad and was like, I know you've got records in the attic, let's get them out. Set up a turntable and I'd never listened to Pink Floyd's... Mm. Well, actually, I'd heard things in passing, but I never listened to the album as a full. Never sat down and, and had done the full thing. When that vocalist comes in, mm. we're in great... Is it Great Gig in the Sky? Uh, I don't know it well enough to, uh, to, to tell you. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, this vocalist comes in and she's super powerful and she's like... <laughs> I was like, wow, this it's, is incredible. It's, I know which bit you mean. It's like your, your, your spine sort of turns into ice in a good way. Yeah, I, I really remember nice. just sitting on a bed and being like, wow, like I really appreciate what record collecting has brought to me. Like mm. this is an experience that I wouldn't sort out myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to it because it's available, not because I'd sort it of my own being. Yeah. I felt that with Tubular Bells. Do you know what? I just cannot get into tubular oh, bells oh i am i may i may as well bloody turn into a tubular bell me i've got One an orchestral version of it and it's just great gig in the sky is the track that i thought it was now are we gonna we might get um 
told off if you play this within the podcast. Yeah, I don't think I will. If you are looking for a, an interesting evening and you've never listened to Dark Side of the Moon, which is quite impressive if you haven't, mm. I would suggest listen to it and wait for the bit where it all just kicks off with Great Gig oh, in the Sky. Oh, it's kicking off. And then listen to Tubular Bells. Yeah, Mike Oldfield, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Tubular Bells. Right, speaking of this beer is sending me loopy-doopy and I think we need to get some more inside of us. So we're going to hop on my big Tubular Bell spaceship. It's really phallic. It's like this giant fucking massive silver bullet and we're going to straddle <laughs> it. And you know, like, <laughs> and we're going to go bass guitar. Tubular Bells. Oh, God. Don't get me started on Tubular Bells. We're going to fly off into the sunset. Okay. Um, together. On together. This massive metal no, we've got vibrator. our own individual Tubular Bells. <laughs> well, you call it a silver bullet. What else goes on to it? Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. Well, we're going to, we're going to have a really good time. Yeah, that. tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Right, that's, that's enough of that. to us these yes. tubular bells also travel through time right and seem to be equipped with like a nuclear warhead by yeah the time and it was quite a crash because we've just landed in the thatched cottage <laughs> in... <laughs> fuck me I thought of all the amazing things we could hit we've hit bloody cottage core again <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it I can't help it we've landed in 17th century Germany Belgium sorry and we've 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 but the cottage that we've landed in is actually a brewery and it's made us triple cart uh, Malay I think that's how you're going to pronounce it and it's like this beer and what I'm trying to say is this beer that I've bought from Tesco is beautiful the the front cover I'll pop it on the Instagram it's lovely I'm obsessed it's um, they've got two women sort of or nuns or monks whatever they are two humans they could still be women <laughs> in both those occasions <laughs> a nun is not a woman it is a servant of God thank you renounce your gender but these are fun nuns fun nuns and this is another thing that's a funion a f- this is something else that I really like is a fun nun and they've and they've, they've been oh they've been toiling hard on the field and now enjoying a very strong Belgium fizzy beer. Ooh, so Ooh. fizzy in fact Ooh. that when we opened it, it's got a cork. That's how mm. posh it is. Um, the cork yeah. hit the roof with such velocity that when it came back down to the ground, it almost bounced straight in the bin. It, it, I mean, it, I should have recorded it, mate. The the velocity it was I've never seen such a clean forceful I think if we did it but also it, we were expecting it to go everywhere yeah. and it just stayed perfectly still didn't no, it no it was saving all its froth when you pour it into a cup yes it was that's what it was doing as mentioned before more head than a an escort on a stag do Oi. now do you want to hop on the tubular bells because we've got our beer now do yes. you want to hop on our tubular bells and go to a different pub no it's okay I'm you're okay. happy you're here happy. you, you yeah. didn't seem that happy that we ended up in 17th century Belgium <laughs> of all the places in the world no, in the I, universe I, now that I've got here um, you've had a I, sip of beer yeah one of the nuns is looking at me like she wants a little bit of she wants a little bit of um, head 
Jesus, have you had enough heads this evening, good sir? It's very, like a very flirtatious nun. Yeah, yeah, she's... They're, they're fun nuns. I fun, said they were fun nuns. Fun nuns. Fun nuns. I'm a bit... I'm a bit my nose is a bit congested. Fun nuns. Yeah, that's the worst, like, sort of set of words you could possibly say with a... With a st- Do you know, this is something... My, if I'm a bit... If somebody's a bit bunged up, my dad will say Nottingham, and he'll go Dottingham. <laughs> Dottingham. Like that. I'd have to say, yeah, I am bunged up. Nottingham. Nottingham. I love those dumb little jokes that you have in the family. Oh, I love family. They are cute, aren't they? Family jokes. Oh, they're great. I do like. I do like it. I do like it. Uh, well, we're not sponsored this week, so I've toiled for this. So enjoy. Yes, we've done toiled. a lot of hard work. For I'm this. just pure crafting. So um, let's let's get some <laughs> flavour notes of this. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so when I took my first sip right at the top of the podcast, I literally went yeah because it was fizzy, powerful, strong. It's eight percent. It's it 8.7. It's worth 0.5 eek. Oh, well. 0.5 of an eek, just a... Not 0.5 of an eek. Oh, look at the little logo here. Oh, well, that's almost the... Um, Glasgow, Glasgow Airport. Glasgow Airport. Airport. Um, Go on, hit us. It's something about grains. There's like yeah, three grains in this bag. Um, there's lots of different languages on here, so I was just trying to... I think we're quite near the bottom. Blonde, robust, smooth and fruity. Oh, that could almost be me. <laughs> Blonde robust smooth. That should yeah. be uh, your Instagram handle. <laughs> They've put free grain in in a speech mark here, like free grain, as if it's not actually free grain. Free grain, beer, maybe. Mm. With final fermentation in the bottle, hence, hence the power. Hence the power. You want to be careful fermenting stuff in sealed containers, pal. Still brewed to a 17th century recipe oh. from the old Carmelite monastery of. Dendermond with wheat, oat, and barley all highlighted in bold. 100% natural beer. End of the sentence. Maybe we should do a podcast where we just read off packaging. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Store dark and cool. I mean, again. Bo- Bossstealsbrewery.com. Love it. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a Belgian wheat beer. I can tell you that. It's very an <laughs> old school sort of. The packaging. packaging. Is, the packaging. Free granite says on the me. side. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's, it's a similar vibe to Lef. Yes, it Very is, sim- isn't it? And taste-wise, I'd say it's a little bit stronger, a little bit more Belgium. Do you know the only um, packaging that has enticed me more than this? Mm. I was once on a, a staff do in a quite a nice posh restaurant. It's going. Oh, and oh. Um, behind the bar was a hip flask-shaped bottle with a drawing of Stalin on it. Wow. And... Uh, I spent all evening trying to convince the bartenders to open it for us. And they said they didn't want to open it because they didn't know how much it was. And my response was, I'm not paying. I don't care. I want to know what's in that bottle. <laughs> like, what could it possibly be? What would you what put starling on a bottle of? They never Vodka? did open it. It was also wax sealed. Oh, I love a wax seal. It was oh. amazing. Oh. I was just like, I, I was ordering a drink and I said, oh, I need to get a spirit for my friend at the table. Mm. And I was like, what spirits do you have? So he showed me. And I was like, what's that on the end? And they were like, oh, the the boss bought it years ago. Like, we don't know what it is. And I was yeah. like, can I have a look? So they brought it over. And it was like a black hip flask shaped bottle wow. with a with a full colour. Um, oh, what do you call it? Um, you know those necklaces you can get that are light blue with the white on oh, them? Oh, 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 oh. God. What are they called? Bennett. Now you're asking. It's like a profile of a face protruded in 3D. I know exactly what you mean. 
Um, they've got a particular name, haven't they? Oh, God, they have. Anyway, it was that style, but it was full colour. And then it said oh. Joseph Stalin underneath. Wonderful. And I was like, what is that? I think that was uh, a nerve agent. Yeah, I mean, could have been Novichok, couldn't Nova- it? That's, a that's how Novichok was brought into this that country. Was, that was it. And then it was transferred Late, into the perfume bottle. Later sent to two guys to enjoy Salisbury Cathedral. Oh, we were just here to enjoy Salisbury Cathedral. Oh, I love oh, Russia. All the way to Britain. Oh. Ten minutes of the cathedral straight home. If anybody would like to come to Russia with me on a holiday, mm. I don't want to go it alone. Mm. I feel like that's one holiday I won't do solo. But I would do it if somebody wants to come with me. Joanna Lumley. I mean... Who is know. now a member of the British Empire. Is she now? She is. She took a bloody time, hasn't she? Pa- patron saint of this podcast. Patron saint. Oh, my God. We should... Do you know those um, saint candles you get with celebrities? Yeah, yeah. Then bet you there's a Joanna Lumley one. Yeah. Like I, a prayer candle. Our lovely Lumley. Our lovely Lumley. I actually really enjoy this beer. Uh, I... It's 8.4%. 8.4. This Christ. is... I'm feeling like... I wonder like, feeling a bit uh, blonde, robust and fruity. Yeah, I'm feeling flush. Uh, do we want to lay our bodies against uh, tubular <laughs> bells? This is sounding... Really yes, gross. that sounds good. <laughs> don't, don't bite your cheeks, bite to the pal. <laughs> or bite anything else. Oh, lordy. Lordy, 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 lordy. Well, we're going to follow this beer up with the only thing classy and suitable. Oh, my God. Nuki Brown. This is gonna, that's going to taste like bloody uh, pond mm. dishwater after this. Brewed with dog. Brewed with dog. I, I'm terribly sorry, nuclear brown, but nuclear. Nuclear brown. Nuclear brown. Nu- nu- the, uh, what's the powerhouse of the cell? The nucleus. No. Brown. No. It's the dog. mitochondria. Chondria. Oh, I was so bad at that biology. Was, no, it's a meme. Oh, is it? It is. Oh. What memes are you looking at, <laughs> I'm nerd? Dank. My memes are man dank. looking at butterfly from an anime. Is this graphic design? Is this is this is this funny? Is this podcast? Yeah, two people talking <laughs> about nonsense. Is this podcasting? Is this podcasting? Yes, it is. It bloody is. We've it got, mostly is. We've got spit shields. Should we talk about some vague... Do you know what? And I said spit shield. There's a little bit of spit on my spit shield. Can you see it? I can't. I, I don't know if I want to see Have it. Have a look. look yes. It's done its job. I, can I just say before... Are we leaving the pub in a minute? We're, 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 we're sort of... Get, we're doing last as, wee's. As we're doing up our boots. I just want to say uh, a thank you to Me. one of our new subscribers. Oh. Uh, I can say thank, thank you, Katie. Oh, thanks. Um, one of our new subscribers... <laughs> Is Sam Morris of the uh, Yogs cast. Ah, uh, and Pickaxe. Um, good I, eye. I, so I didn't realise he was Australian, <laughs> but that's, no. a, that's for you, Sam. That, that, no, I distinctly s- know that you aren't Australian. It's, but a, it's, it's a special Australian hello, which is the warmest of hellos. Um, I got in touch with them to see if they would distribute this podcast. It wasn't right for them, that's okay. No. But um, he gave us some lovely feedback and subscribe to us which he did not need to do oh. so if you're hearing this if you if you've decided oh, i'll give it a chance hello. thank you sam uh, that was really nice and it was a nice start to this year and if you haven't i'm gonna send oh, deep I mean, psychological you're... unconscious waves of fear i've got my fingers pointed at my temple and i'm gonna i'm gonna flood the yards cast office for like the eighth time a plague of locusts on your server room <laughs> That's the worst. He, well, he mostly deals... I think he's an audio technician at, at heart, so he runs the podcast network. A plague of locusts upon your microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. 
I wonder what long I could do that for. Um, I tell you what, you keep doing that and I'll leave the pub on the own. <laughs> Baby's got back. Did you know we were back? I was aware of it by this sort of church preacher that made me aware. <laughs> Baby has got back. Baby has got back. Um, do you talked about Russia before? Do you want to talk about somebody Russian now? Y- yeah. Good old Vasily Kandinsky. Mm. Yeah, baby, you got excited when I said that. I know Vasily Kandinsky. We like Vasily Kandinsky. 1866 to 1944, just in case you were wondering, Russian painter and art theorist and one of the very top dogs of abstraction in Western art and one of the very top dogs of translating music, sound into colour and shape and art. Major, 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 major in Kandinsky's life. And it's so <laughs> evident in his work. I mean, these all oh, these big scale, mega abstract paintings full of life, full of colour, full of shapes. Oh, he once said, the sound of colours is so definite that it would be hard to find anyone who would express bright yellow with bass notes or dark lake with treble. That's true, actually. Because as, as a big jazz fan, I really associate blue, dark, like heavy colours mm. with this, those heavy bass lines and walking pianos. Mm. And, yeah, definitely. Beautiful. He actually became a painter dropping out of law school mm. after a super visual response to experience in a performance of one of Wagner's musics. Oh. One of the one of his musics. Wait, isn't it Wagner? <laughs> Wagner. Wagner musics. Wagner <laughs> I musics. I, I think you would have called it as a composition, not a, that is a Wagner music. That is one of the Beatles' musics. <laughs> the Beatles does the music. He later described this life-changing experience as, I saw all my colours in spirit before my eyes. Wild, almost crazy lines were sketched in front of me. Which, I don't know about you, but that's fucking synesthesia what, mate. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm going to show you just one of his, just a piece. I'll always look at any kind of Russian, well, pa- oh, wow. Uh, this yes. is This is more than I've seen of him before. <laughs> yeah, baby. I've seen a lot of his constructivist work that's quite... Um, a bit more minimal. Yeah, a bit more minimal, a little a bit, bit more, more higher contrast. This mm. is... Um, this is this, this is a lot. So this piece is called Fragment 2 for com- Composition 7. 1913. So if you give that Google, but it's like... It's, um, it almost feels like what um, Picasso transitioned to mm. when he was post-Cubist and he mm. was still working with strong compositions with lines, mm. but he was sort of losing his eyesight. So as to, com- you know, to combat that, he was doing less literal like works. It very much feels like that, especially the centre with that harsh blue and black. Yeah, it's I, I love super it. busy. Specifically, love this bit over here. It looks a little bit like um, sort of the centre middle, very high near the top. Um, there's it almost looks like an explosion or something. I can't quite. There's so nail much it. to read and see within this piece. It's it's. I bet it's, it's massive as I well. I bet as it's it. bloody massive. I I couldn't tell you how big it were, but it's bloody massive. Uh, I'm guessing. It could be tiny. I mean, I, mean, no, I thought that no about way. Salvador Dali, and then I went to see Salvador Dali's work. His work's tiny, And it's it? like bloody postage stamps. It's ridiculous. Um, speaking of Picasso, one of his, yeah. one of my favourite pieces of his is enormous. Guernica. Mm. Oh, the Guernica. It's enormous. Mm. Mm. I, I can't wait to start working on a bigger scale. I love it. It's just 
Oh, it's delicious, isn't it? It is. It is delicioso. And this Kandinsky piece is super busy. And I think I just it's just like one that comes up quite a bit when you look at Kandinsky music and sound because it's so busy, it's so full of life, so full of colour. I it's feel almost like, hard I feel to like describe I can it. Almost hear it a little bit. You mm. know, with the with the curves, you've got the yeah. And the in the middle, there's lots of like mm. yeah. It's um, it, it's hard to put into. I'm not musically trained in any way, so it's hard to put it into the sound that I think yeah, I'm yeah. hearing. But it is a cacophony. It is, I think, a cacophony of cacophony. Uh, is, is you couldn't perfect... say that with a big block nose. It's cacophony. A cacophony. Well, he had loads of colour theories, yeah. and it was, you know, relating to emotions and stuff. But one way we could uh, really explore this is this new, fantastic, relatively new, uh, interactive way. And put in the Google. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! This beer. Uh, put in the Googles. Uh, play a Kandinsky. And it takes you to this beautiful audio visual tour mm. of a piece called Yellow, Red, Blue. And I'll bring this up for Vindolg. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, it is quite he, a. He did that uh, at the Bauhaus. Hella did famous. He not? It looks, looks like, very Bauhaus. Looks like um, Elmer the Elephant's in the. In the oh. Sort of near the black squiggle there. The yellow, red, blue. And uh, it's part of this, you know, the, the, this, this tool, this like, it's like Google art. Do you know, like, Google do loads of, like, weird yeah. coding and stuff? It's one of them. And you can select different bits and hear different aspects of the painting through different music. Oh, that's cool. There's all sorts. You get a bit of the context at first. It's really cool. Just Google play a Kandinsky. Are you seeing a bit it. of a face on the left Oh, there. there's major face. There's yeah. major face. It's like a face in profile. And then in the within the face, there's a deodorant can spraying at me. Yeah, like a like a sort of like spray paint can or, yeah. Yeah. It's, there's loads. And I think that's why... Kandinsky, because everybody's gone. Oh my god, oh, it's like, like it's like cloud watching, isn't it? That's yeah, great. where you make out the pictures in the clouds. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite fun. Mm. I haven't done that for a while. Play Kandinsky. We'll do that later on. Put a pin in that. But that's a f- just a really fun way of sort of directly seeing that connection, which is quite, just quite nice. Yeah, it's all right. That. It's all right. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sometimes you know. when I'm on my own, I think, oh, I might just play a bit of Kandinsky. You know. Yeah. Yeah, play give, give it a quick Google on the yeah, internet. Quick googly googly poogly. And then I get to hear what he was thinking when he was making them big mm. squiggles in it. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take you down to the oddity section. Take me down to the oddity section where the oddities are sectioned and the women are sectioned. Section me. It's just a nice little petite little side. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit sexy. A little, a little bit. A little bit of it's been quite. It's been quite sexual with the tubular Ooh. bells. It's been quite one of them. I think synesthesia. We're thinking about our minds. We're thinking about our bodies. Um, so yeah. So here's where synesthesia can be connected to something. You know, all the things we've, that we've just been talking about. It's quite lovely. It's like oh, color, shape, beautiful. Oh, I'm experiencing sounds. Isn't this great? So there's a form of synesthesia, or a um it's not superficial i mean synesthesia itself is not super uh like oh my god hard science like grass is green and what not, not grass isn't even green um anyway i get what you're saying it's not a factual existence it's not hard Earth. hard hard it's very early on in the stages and it's misophonia 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 is, is that where you make music from miso soup oh i wish i wish uh, it's actually where a person has a very strong physical reaction to sounds they're hearing. And mm-hmm. that's most often sounds that are made by humans and sort of gross sounds like sort of chewing and lip smacking. Oh, I won't okay. do examples because 
if I hear somebody even like, I can tell if somebody's chewing gum on a podcast and the earpuds come ripping off <laughs> because I, it's, if you know me, I, you know that I do, I miss, I miss Mrs. Mrs. Phonia. And it's actually, uh, it's now sort of generally acknowledged that that's actually a form of synesthesia because you're taking sounds and transforming it into a physical reaction, which is quite interesting. Mm. It's quite a negative form of uh, synesthesia. Okay. And there's the oddity. I'm trying to think if I can think of any negative assumptions. Um, I I hate it when I hear someone dragging their feet when they walk. Yeah. But I think that's just the Britain me. Pick up your feet, Pick young up man. Pick up your feet. And a quite popular one is um, teeth on cutlery. Oh, um, my wife hates that. Yeah. She can't deal with it at I all. I don't mind it at all. Sometimes doesn't bother me. I'll rattle my fork inside my teeth just for a laugh. It doesn't bother me that. It's the chewing the food. If I can hear you chewing or slurping or lip smacking or you... Oh, it's like if somebody's just had like chocolate and then you can hear them talking. They're a bit claggy. Oh, I want I to don't be think, I don't think any of that really bothers me that much. Um, I want to cave... Do you know what really bothers cave me? Cave your face in if you do that. The American pronunciation of niche. Niche. Oh, they say niche, don't niche. they? Niche. It's, that's a weird that, one, that is. That throws me every time. I'm yeah. like... <laughs> It is, it is. No, one that I have and other people highlight to mm. me, I cannot hear nor distinguish the difference between F sounds and TH sounds. So, Give me an example of that. What? So, um, friend. Friend. And thimble. They're very similar phonetically, Phone- but to be I, fair. I cannot, thimble, I cannot, friend. I cannot hear the difference mm. nor produce this difference in sound. I've been told how to do it yeah. many times, but yeah, I, yeah. I literally, can't, like, everyone mm. seems so amazed that I cannot hear the difference between the th and the f. Okay, well, because that's interesting. That, when I say things, I say that's what I thought, and everyone says I'm saying oh, that with the that's f what sound. I thought, but yeah, I, yeah. For, to me, I literally cannot hear mm. or or distinguish or even like mentally i cannot resonate even when mm. i so to say the th sound you have to do thought thought yeah it's all about where you put your tongue so, your so lips, if i say it? it like this if that's what i thought i'm still doing the f thought. aren't i thought that's thought. i think this is true that's an f isn't it i know that i think this is true i'm saying f-i-n-k say it again i think this is true it's almost like a it's like a, a lisp yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like a lisp, I guess. I don't it, know. That's the closest thing I could describe it as. I ca- I, no matter what I do, mm. and no matter who's ever said it to me, I cannot perceive the difference between the two. Ooh. And you know, the brain is such a... It's just like this soggy clump inside of us that's mm. full of electricity, and it's zapping all of these things together, and it's making our the, the rest of our saggy mess of blood and guts and electricity and germs into making noises mm. and for you you can't do fun, that those noises fun with facts your mouth. about the brain yeah it's the only body part that named itself oh i don't know my toenails like to have a good old matter of a night time <laughs> chattering away they're going hey pal tim because they're all called tim it's like oh. tim one two three up to ten right okay that makes Abedixies sense at this but yeah, so misophonia, it's it's really interesting. And um I like to imagine Kandinsky at a sort of funky Bauhaus dinner party. Oh yeah, that's very trendy. But he's pure raging. 
Because yeah. the person he's not sat next to slurping on the soup. Oh yeah, I bet. And because he's got like this so such strong synesthesia of music and sound, I'm gonna pretend in my head he's head head cannon. He's also got misophonia, and he's like he's like really funky, and somebody's like slurping on the martini really loudly, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh for fuck's sake, can you not do that? Can we put a record on? Can we put put the gramophone on? I, I can't. I need to block out the noise of this person <laughs> slurping the soup dead loudly at this dinner party. Do you have Debussy? I Debussy. need. I need Debussy. I need them to bussy. Which is quite, I don't know, that mental image is quite pleasant for me. So is misophonia only a derogatory, is only like a bad thing? It's, it can't be associated with yeah, good I've never seen it in good. I think when it's good, that's when it becomes like ASMR. Right, when okay. People, you know, like, oh yeah, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, like, you know, somebody, as a laugh, somebody sent me a video of somebody like, uh, like close up chewing on like this wet pickle. And for some people... That's really popular, isn't it? The yeah. pickle thing. And I think because I think it's slightly like whoa phallic, um, and it's crunchy and it's yeah. And I would just like throw my computer out the window. Yeah, where yeah. some people are like oh. it doesn't it doesn't bother me either way realistically. Oh, it does my head in. Fucking um, does my head in. If I can hear you chewing, I want to kill you. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that as a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do. Oh. Okay. I'm serious. I'm sorry. I'm serious. But you're not chewing. You're not allowed chewer. I'm not. Well, I'm not. Well, actually, I could be. But we're just not really chewing anything. No, we. I don't think. No, we don't really eat. No. <laughs> we do not need sustenance. <laughs> oh, you've. I've caught. I've let the game out. I've yeah. let the mouse out the bag that we're actually robots. Oh, curses! <laughs> so there's the oddity section now. This isn't the end, baby. No, no. I need have to. You, have review. you got your notes? I have got my notes. You've got yes. your notes. So I'll go through quickly. Like what? So, grapheme color synesthesia. Mm-hmm. So. Um, if I say the number, my reaction, and then you hit me with yours. So the first one on the list. What did you have, listeners? Wow. Ooh, very interesting. We won't do that for I feel like Dora the Explorer. Oh, um, Blue's Clues. Yeah. I never watched either of them. Not asked. <laughs> 62. I got turquoise. Okay. And I, I always find even numbers are light and sort of tur- greens and yellows. I was um, not having an initial reaction. I just thought of the first thing that came to my mm. head after I'd heard it. So I don't think this is actually a response. I think this is just me making something from my own yeah, brain. Yeah. But I've drawn like a sort of... Mm, I oh, don't it's know. It's like a widget, I would say. It is almost like a deformed Facebook thumbs up. Yes. I think that's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like an unusual funky shape. It's kind of like... It looks a bit like a fidget spinner, but squashed. Yeah. I like that. 783, I got burnt orange, because for me, odd numbers are darker and warmer. Okay, I drew a box, because I imagined the numbers in a box, and then I stuck a little bit sticking out for the top of the eight, because the eight sits slightly higher on typography. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, again, that looks almost like a thumbs up. But once again, I wasn't wasn't actually responding to it. Yeah. Um, Number three is the only one that I directly responded to, because I'll let you... G. G. So I kind of just drew the outline of a G. Mm. Cute, yeah, yeah. It almost it looks like an A to me. Gr- drawn as a shape, yeah. Mm. G is purple for me, right? Like quite a deep. See, I can't, purple. I can't latch onto that at all. Like I'm just, I'm making things up. I'm not, I'm not instinctively reacting. Uh, maybe it's just a bit too simple, pimple. Um, I, I think I just don't allow myself to to get lost into my own um, thought pattern with you these. Do enough. it more, baby. Do it more. Let's lo- lose yourself in the moment. The synesthesia. Hit me with an X. What did you get for X? I got bright yellow. I got um, black, but this black. is um, because 
of a book that I read mm. in GCSE called Noughts and Crosses. Yes! And the cover was a black cross and a white circle. Oh, my and God. And it was about race tensions. Noughts was and it, Crosses. Was it Mallory Blackman that wrote it? I think that sounds right, pal. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, but that sounds right. Mm. Oh, what a book. I remember that book. Yeah. That was like teen, like you were like, oh, I'm reading like a grown-up style book, baby. I remember hearing someone be racist on the playground and then going into English and questioning why a nought was being prejudiced against by a cross. Oh, yes. And I was like, how do you not understand the duality of what you've done and what you've read? Slam down that book on the teacher's table and go, bitch, read and weep, learn, educate. It, it was just so <laughs> strange. It's like, how is this? How have you not understood that this is an allegory for racism? Mm. Like, how have you got to that point? Uh, I mean, if you're racist, you, you don't have proper brain, do you? Ah. Uh, ah. I wrote white, but that was because I was really thinking of black. There you go. You're in the man- mindset of knots and crosses. But it, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a response to ah. Yeah. Brown. Like a really boring brown. Right. Yeah. Ah. I'm not asked about the letter R. It doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. No. So, Sorry. So this first, these sound ones were the only ones that I had. Mm. Beep, re- beep, beep, So beep. I drew a circle because it's the dot of the um, Morse code. Ah. Beep. Bib. Yeah, yeah. I got pointy red triangles, like almost like a heart monitor. Like different sized. But even ones. still, I didn't see that. I just referenced it Ooh. because I knew of Morse code. Fed it. Cal- Cal's married. Ooh. I sort of just drew wobbly lines because you were going, ooh. Yeah, well, I'd say that is a form. I think wavelengths is a form of visualisation sound, isn't it? Like, but, you know, it, but it's scientific, isn't it? It's not response, it's Well, physical. what's happening in our brain is scientific to a certain extent. Yeah, I guess. But it is also non-scientific because it's just a process of our own understanding. Because reality is just, is just like hallucinations we all collectively mm. agree on. So it is both scientific and not because science is what we define it. Yeah, yeah. Interessant. Interessant. Uh, I got soft round blobs that are blue. Okay. Yodeling. How do you, you find your? You do, oh, I didn't get anything. I drew mountains. He's done a cute little mountain range. That's nice. I would. I would say yodeling sounds like they would say people like with the Welsh uh, people with like a um, um, nationality that has like a strong singing culture like um, the Welsh. It's it's when you go the mountains of the up and down. Um, is the sort of sounds of the people that make it when they sing. So like right. yodeling, you're up on the big whoa, uh, a mountain. I, I just pictured the Alps. There you go. You're, you're back in uh, Alpancor. <laughs> Alpancor, you can't get enough. Right. Um, we're going to do words that taste like things. Derek. I got zilch. Zilch. So Derek actually is a reference to a very famous synesthesia documentary. And it's called... Um, I haven't written down what it's called. I've written down the description, but I've not written down what it's called. That's okay. Um, if you put, Derek tastes like earwax. Right. Because it's a famous, uh, I say famous, it's sort of quite a, a well-known uh, document, BBC documentary about James Wanerton, who runs a pub, and every name has a super strong taste. And for him, Derek, so when he, when he hears the word or says the word Derek... Tastes like earwax really strongly in his mouth. Uh, this sounds like a Bob Mortimer sketch. <laughs> it probably. Maybe it's Bob Mortimer in disguise. So, Celador, uh, which is another famous word because it's famously like the most beautiful word and it's highly applauded for like just sounding beautiful. Celador. Celador. 
I got I got nothing, I'm afraid. I, got... I, I pictured the image of like a an mm. old medieval style door with a curve to the top of it mm. um, in sort of like a dark wood with metal bracing, but I didn't get a, a, a taste response at all. Mm. For me, it was more touch. I feel like cellar door is like a fine silk. Mm. Like a, ooh, it's, it's funny you can have this response. I feel like I didn't actually get any responses to any of this. I was just drawing what I thought I should be you drawing. a bit of a doodle. Mm. Mm. Celadot flabbergasted. Yeah, I got nothing. No, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, for me, chunky green, like a thick vomit. Textually. Right. Flabbergasted. Chunky vomit, gross. Or again, like chunks of fruit in a yogurt. Mm. Now, Brucey bonus question. How did you enjoy that, listeners? Listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know if you'd like more interactive sections. I loved it. It was great. Oh, mate, I was fucking shot. <laughs> uh, get on with it, sure. Special sequence synesthesia. Mm-hmm. So we're in our big, strange, abstract space. Things are happening, we're rotating, whoa, crazy. I've popped you inside a giant clock within time itself. Where are you and how are you and what are you doing within a giant clock? So mine... Describe it to me. Mine comes from pop culture again, I think. Uh, I am hanging on the minute arm. I'm halfway across the minute arm Mm. and I'm hanging on to it. But I think I'm referencing the scene in Kiki's delivery service where Tombo is hanging from the clock. Uh, and I think that's my main reference in my head to when someone says you're in a clock. Like, that's the only... Yeah. That, that and Hugo, um, the Scorsese film. Oh, God, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, I really enjoy that film. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Oh, God, it's been ages since I've seen that. Oh, I remember watching that. I watched that with my dad. Um, Great cinematography, that film. Yeah. Really, really good. And um, Sasha Baron Cohen gets to be like a sort of serious character. Popper actor. Yeah, he can do it if he wants to. Um, for me, my giant clock, uh, it's sort of horizontal for me. I'm right bang in the middle mm. uh, where the arms sort of start from. Yeah, Does you're that at make the sense? pinnacle in the centre. And it's it's probably like, um, it's almost like the sort of dimensions of a of a, the old-fashioned pound coin. So it's quite heavy and quite yeah. thick. It's almost like a thick pancake and it's rotating around me. As the arms are spinning really fast. Yeah, I th- I think I um. That's where I, that's I think where I'm a in. little bit like my Am Fantasia. I think I actually really struggle to 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 re- you know relate any of the things we were discussing mm. with. I think I think I could confidently say that I do not commonly have synesthesia. I got the kiki and the booba. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's because of um my my studies in intermediality mm. and um. You know the onomatopoeic understanding yeah, yeah. of sounds. I feel like throughout this entire podcast, though, you've been saying things that are like, "Oh yeah, well, it's this and music and 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 record covers and up mm. and down." I feel like maybe it's 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 because music's so important for you. Maybe that's where your the best reaction for you is, is because. Like... Do, do you know what I mean? I, I guess it's unrelated to this, but I have a really really strong reaction when I hear the piano line from Nina Simone's Cinnamon. Mm. Um, that is one of my favourite songs but the the piano line in that is beautiful mm. and every time I hear it it's like a whoa, it's like a yeah. rush of emotion brilliant I mean again I always say this like oh that should be a dissertation just like the psychological human emotion reaction to music would be mm-hmm. really interesting um, here ends here my notes thine pod and cast that's, that's, that's all I've got baby uh, as they say on Stuff You Should Know have you got anything else? I haven't got anything else. No, because unlike stuff you know, I haven't researched the topic. <laughs> I've come into this somewhat blind. Well, I feel like they actually sort of. It seems to me that somebody writes it, 
one person write, researches and writes it and then both and writes a bit of a script and then both of them sort of looks through the script. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I had thought that because it's like, hey, what do you think of this? And the other person's like, ah, oh, that's my cue. It's well. I think <laughs> yeah. this. Or they go at the start, they go, oh, thanks, Derek, for writing. Derek from Mind the Gap um, has written this. Thank you. <laughs> Derek from Mind the Gap. <laughs> right. Mind the Gap's like an LD theatre group down south. I don't know why I said <laughs> Mind the Gap. I don't know. that. I think subconscious. We've been talking about him today. It's in the brain. Um, good old Derek from Mind the Gap doing <laughs> pod. He's not also leading like an LD theatre group, but he's also uh, writing research scripts for an American podcast. He's a busy boy. He is a busy he's boy. He's a busy boy. Good you know, I we um We base this podcast on... A shared love for stuff you should know and, was... and other things, but we wanted to bring that sort of you pick a topic and research it. Yeah, but I haven't listened to stuff you should know since we started Have recording this. No, oh, I've been I've been listening to podcasts like a mofo. Oh no, I'm still like destroying podcasts, but <laughs> it's dropped out of my regular cycle. I, they do do that. I had like you go through phases. Sometimes you've got your classics. So for me, I think yeah. Hold on. We've we've not we've got a bit of time. Should we round up? If anyone else is listening to this that doesn't listen to the same podcast as us, should we give some recommendations? Yeah, I think that we should we call it like recommendation station, ba, 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 ba. the recommendation station. Oh my goodness! Oh, um, shall I go first? Because I've got I've got my phone in my hand. So yes, of well. course, I will get my phone ready and I will go through what I've been listening to. So as well. my absolute stone cold classics uh, is stuff you should know. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of informational, but really like a bit like out, very jovial, light-hearted. They're obviously pals. They go on tangents and talk about random shit. Lovely. Uh, and then two that are more for my sort of nostalgia. I've been listening to them since high school. Is Triforce and Ear Biscuits. And ah, okay. Triforce. It's kind of stemmed from um, Yogg's cast, and Ear Biscuits is Red Link. So they're sort of childhood media outlets that i've never not i've i've just ticked. got my wife this week my into wife. Rhett and link we must oh, have watched about 50 Rhett and link videos this i week. love good I, and I, I i love their podcast description mm. two lifelong friends talk about life, life for a long, long time. time what a good description i think i i was a massive massive good mythical morning fan around season five when it was like at its peak mm. and i still watch it now just because of like I have done for the last 10 years, but the Ear Biscuits is really good. And it's just, and again, with Triforce, it's just pals talking about stuff. Yeah, Triforce is on mine, but I won't pick up on that. I'll give yeah. I'll give three that I've been really enjoying. Um, I've got one here which isn't going to be included. I used to love Reply All um, mm. by Gimlet. Yeah. Um, but two of the members, one of the producers and one of the um, talents one of the speakers yeah um both left the company after basically they got a report back saying that they were being dicks um, um and unfortunately the show suffered for it they've got um they've got a british person leading it now um but it's just not as good yeah uh he does a really good job but it's not the same banter and mm. it just doesn't feel the same which is a shame because if it was a podcast by a different name i'd still listen to it but it's i'm expecting something that i've had in the past yeah uh 99% invisible is a big yes, one for me yes i think that when we Roman started Mars. this i i've i i don't it's not on my super regular rotation but i will go so in and out that's a design based podcast yeah. absolutely and it, brilliant and again it's the production values it's like it's one of the biggest 
podcast ever. Yeah. Robert Mars, shout out, in beautiful downtown. It's in Upland, Uptown, Oakland, California now. Oh, is it now? They've been bought out. Oh, that shows how long since I've listened. Yeah. Beautiful downtown. Oakland, California. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, they're in Uptown now. Oh. Uh, they, they're part of the Stitcher network. Oh, good for them. Um, Dirtbag Diaries. Mm. Uh, it's all about outdoors. It's mm. very American-centric, but it's nice. Nice. Uh, really like that. I like um, that. And then, I mean... We should, we, it's clear Adam Buxton is always say, I was, strong... I was going to say, we can't not leave this segment without mentioning the king, the, the king queen, himself. the prince, the princess. Our dad of podcasting. The Joker. My, the one true love of podcasting, mm-hmm. Adam Buxton. Yeah, well, I think we wouldn't be podcasting if it wasn't for Adam no, Buxton. No, no, I think... But my, my no. last of these three, that isn't Adam Buxton, is Darknet Diaries. Mm. Uh, it's all about like online, internet, culture, yeah. shady side of internet. It's brilliant. With nice. Jack Resider. I'm going to rattle through some of the like, super quick fire one. Well, I wonder whether we save some, whether, oh. whether we come revisit this at another oh. point and, and save some more so we're not like listing off too many. I did put them on the, my my recommendations on Instagram. Oh. oh. So I don't know whether... Uh, Katie's you... in charge of our Instagram, so... Uh, yeah. You've got the login, Vinny. You can put your recommendations on. I do, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, say, well, no, we'll save that as a nice little segment. Yeah. That's cute. I like it. I like it. So... Um, should, we, um, should we sign off? No, let's let's talk for another four hours. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the end. That's the end. Sorry, pal. I'm going home. Bye. Bye.